folks. Hello, welcome back to Wandering Into Wellness. Uh, today we have um, a favourite maker importer uh, of uh, like the most amazing quality baskets uh, that I found out about only last Christmas. Uh, Pin is uh, a good buddy of Lydia's, goes back a bit, and Katie Sanderson. So like, there's all sorts of weird webs around who you are, who you know. Yeah. Um, but I only heard about you like last Christmas. You've been doing this for how long? And tell us a little bit about the thing, like project. Um, so I've been doing this for about two and a half years now, and I started the village workshops in Kenya, wow. um, which is a community-based organisation working with women's groups over there. So it's in a very arid environment in Sabo National Park in yeah, southern right. Kenya, and I work with the Taita community, which is one of the 42 tribes in Kenya. So the Taita tribe, um, this is their traditional um, skill, and wow. it goes back generations. Wow. Um, so we're trying to find markets for these beautiful baskets um, outside of Kenya. Okay. Yeah. And so, current, are you the only person who's bringing these baskets out of Kenya and bringing them to the world? Like, current, like this is something that you really don't find elsewhere. Like. It's very hard to find these particular baskets. There's other baskets that are woven in Kenya by different tribes. Okay. But the Taita tribe are known for their very intricate fine weave. Okay. And so I work with um, Hadithi Crafts Group in Kenya, and we work just with the, these communities. So you don't find these anywhere else. That's cool. It's amazing. It's really unique. I mean, one of the most amazing parts about the one that I got from you last Christmas, it had the maker's photo on the front. Yeah. And the maker's name on the front. I mean, that's yeah. such an important part of what you're doing as well, isn't it? Because it's connecting back to real people making a thing with their hands yeah. in a different part of the world. So if you guys can see, uh, who is it? Do we have a, oh, this is it. Yeah. That's the lady who made, who made it, is yeah. it? Yeah, so Marcelina Mwadige made this basket. Um, and so we have a database of, I've been taking portrait photographs of a lot of the weavers. Um, so we've got about 600 portraits of the weavers on our website. And we then print out the photograph of specific weaver of the basket and attach it to the basket. It's such a lovely can. present for someone to have yeah. that they really know where it came from, like who made it, and that yeah. having that connection to the source is such a special thing, I think. I think so yeah. many people don't realize that when they're making things, how special it is for the person to receive that as well. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people, like I don't remember my parents coming back from Morocco illegally with a rug or whatever, but there was like, you know, those things are all over the world in people's houses, and it's like, yeah, there's a beautiful Moroccan rug but how important, how special it is for the person here to know that they've actually contributed to somebody else's livelihood. Yeah, like a yeah. specific person as opposed to just a random Generic factory face. somewhere on, yeah, faceless thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, there was a lady actually today who came and bought a basket. She couldn't decide which basket to buy. And then she picked one up that she was looking at for ages. And then she was like, why is my name on the basket? And she came over to me and I was like, that's the name of the lady who wove it. And she was like, well, I need to buy this basket because uh, I'm called Catherine too. That's great. So, yeah, so I took her photo and I'm going to try and send it back to Catherine in Kenya. Wow. To say another Catherine bought your basket. It's so nice yeah. that the world can be small like that, isn't, isn't it? And just to remember that we're all human. Those are the humans over there, we're yeah. humans over here. Yeah. There's no yeah. difference, really, but that we're all really in that interconnected thing. And what a beautiful thing to get a basket like that, that you know someone yeah. actually spent time and love and energy and it's buying into their history, into yeah. that wisdom keeping, isn't it? And that yeah. the continuing yeah. of that trade and the skill that will be lost. Ensuring it'll keep going. Yeah. 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 How often do you get back to Kenya and, and how often like do you do you go and visit the tribe and how do you select the baskets that you want to take or do you do you commission them to make X number and they just send them over? How does that all work? Um, I go back to Kenya once a year for a few months. I'm going back now for four months until Easter to work with the group. Wow. Um, 
So I generally, when I'm over here, like for this shipment, I sent an order to them and just said, by beginning of November, um, could you have 400 baskets ready for me? Yeah. And so all the weavers, that I gave them like two or three months warning to say I'll leave. I was going to say it was like loads. next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the Westerners, goddamn, let's put their market ideas. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. Like if the rains come, all the weavers need to go out and dig, up, dig their fields to grow their crops. Okay. So suddenly basket weaving is not a priority anymore. Okay. So there's like lead times and deadlines don't really exist. You know, they need a lot of time life. to, yeah. Okay. And, and were, then, were there any hurdles this year in terms of getting them made or was it all plain sailing? Um, no, it was all fine. I, we know how it works now and um, also the design and the colors are all the weavers own. So um, that kind of helps the process. Otherwise, yeah, if, if you want standardized collections, it's a lot more time and I need to be on the ground there to make sure that that all happens smoothly. Wow. It's um, nice that it's so personal though, yeah. it? It's yeah. that feeling of like, this is what I feel like doing. So yeah, yeah. I want to do rather than someone yeah. said, I need three blue. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know, and when I look at a basket and I see the name and I'm like, oh, Marcelina chose these really interesting colors and it's like, oh, wow. you know, every single one is, the creativity just kind of shines out of them. So. That's cool. And it's such a nice thing, I think, there are a variety of ways that I've seen them used in people's home. I have one um, for my son that Katie gave me and I keep like his little toys that don't have a home, like all the little like men yeah, and funny exactly. things, they sit in there and he loves them. And oh. then Katie in her house has so many beautiful plants sitting in them and they make the house just look so beautiful having your plants in these lovely baskets. Yeah, exactly. And they're all made of organic, obviously natural materials. So I think plants really kind of, they complement each other so well. Yeah, it's that kind yeah. of raw, natural thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. so how, how did you actually start it? Were you living in Kenya? Did you How did you discover the basket weaving thing? When did it become an idea of yours to, to bring it across? Um, I grew up in Kenya okay. and I've been working in the fashion industry over there for the last seven years. Oh, wow. And for a while I was managing the production of um, clothing that was being exported mostly to ASOS in okay. London. And so I was in this fashion industry and the deadlines were so intense and I was working with about 50 tailors wow. um, and we were importing a lot of fabrics and zips and buttons and all these different things from other countries, manufacturing them in Kenya and then exporting everything and right. it just was a crazy world to be in um, and I, I discovered these baskets and I was like, hang on a second, these ladies grow the sisal themselves, harvest it themselves dye the, the fibers themselves from home while they're looking after their children while they're like you know growing the vegetables and cooking for the family and they can sit there in their home and create this amazing product for, like without importing anything or buying anything from a shop yeah. except for a few of the dyes and what's lovely about it it's kind of a marriage of two worlds as well because you have like that completely indigenous kind of community who might be just selling to their neighbor if it weren't for you versus sitting in a faceless factory and just importing zips and buttons and putting things together and sending them elsewhere. But yeah. You're kind of marrying those two worlds really nicely where people get to feel like they're doing something real for themselves and they're getting to see the result, which is kind of like you, yeah. like getting to actually yeah. bring them to its final destination. Yeah, yeah, which is why I love doing markets as well is because I feel like I, I can be the channel for them yeah. and I'm telling the story to all the customers that come and ask questions about the baskets. It's so important that that yeah. story is told. Um, how, yeah. how did, tell me, how did you work out pricing? So once we, we discussed in one of our previous podcasts about the worth of art. And it's something that I'd imagine when you're coming from there to here, I mean, the, the, the model that ASOS would work on 
is a very different thing, I would imagine, in terms of the, the, the payment. ASOS are in yeah. Kenya for a reason because it's cheap labor, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or whatever, I mean, let's, whoever it is. Uh, like, like, like all producers of, in, the, in, in fabric trade and in, in, in fashion, they're not producing in Western Europe because they can't afford it, supposedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did you work out a price to pay them and the price to charge us at this end? Like, is that, is it, did you find that really difficult? Or? Um, the prices, we work very closely with the women's groups and um, help them figure out, well, they basically tell us the price that they think is fair. And we also look at the minimum wage in Kenya and the fair, fair um, wage. Living wage. Living wage, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and it's based on kind of the amount of time it takes them. Um, so we make sure that what they're getting, because a lot of the women actually just kind of say, oh, I'll give it to you for five euro. And you're like, hang on a second, is that realistic? Like, yeah. how much does your food cost? How long does this take you to weave? You know? How long does it take to weave? Sorry, I don't know. Um, yeah, so this, a basket this size would take up to two weeks. And, but that's like not, they wouldn't be weaving, it's not full time. Sure. So they would weave it like in the evenings around the fire yeah. or. Some, some women actually walk down the roads like taking their kids to school and they'd be weaving while they walk. Really? Um, but obviously, yeah, that's not full time. But if I ever want to order a medium basket, I know they need two weeks yeah, wow. to get it finished. Okay. Sorry, so you were saying so the, the, the time that they take is one of the big factors in terms of how they charge. So how yeah. do then, when she said like she's going to do five euros and you're saying, whoa, 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 need to work at something else. I mean, that, they're yeah. not used to hearing that. I mean, they're used yeah. to probably dealing in markets where haggling is a big thing yeah. and, and they're used to being beaten down in price, not being given like, oh, here's some extra money for your, for your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does, how does that go down? Um, I guess the women's groups, the forming of the women's groups has been amazing because it's like a... Uh, sharing of all this knowledge and it's education and, and they're all teaching each other like financial literacy now so they they kind of yeah they're kind of starting to understand that their time is worth money okay, whereas yeah. before it was like there was no concept of that because they'd be growing their own food and they weren't really spending money you know it yeah. was um, so they're they're learning about that yeah. through these women's groups. Um, it's cool. So, yeah. That's powerful. It's great. Yeah. It's very juicy. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Like, it's, it's, it's so much more than, like, I know you think of, like, so many other kind of, like, imported things that have some origin story from, you know, maybe a, a country that's less well-off than Ireland. But I don't think I've ever really seen such a, like, a personal, like, woven narrative that brings the whole thing through from the maker to us. So you're doing a really lovely thing. So very useful. And you can feel it as well. They yeah. feel special. Yeah. When you see them in someone's home, they really stand out. Like any yeah. home you go in, you're like, oh, you yeah. got one in the basket. Yeah. Where did you get yours from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a nice, like it's a really special thing. Yeah. I think definitely it's kind of on our top yeah. list of what you should get for Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. So yes. if you want to, <laughs> you can find them in the Dublin Christmas suite this weekend and also next weekend. And where else can people find you? Um, I'm based in Stony Badder in a little shop called Be Urban, um, which is my kind of my studio space, and I sell the baskets from there as well. Um, and you can just find me on either through my website or you can email me. Um, what is your website? Thevillageworkshops.com. Thevillageworkshops.com. Ken, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, guys, go out and do this thing. It's not a charitable donation. It's an amazing product. So just make it a thing. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Here we are. Lydia, hit record. It's exciting. She's on tech Breaking today. ground today. <laughs> uh, so welcome back to Wandering Into Wellness. We are here at the Dublin Christmas Suite and we are at our favourite food stall. It is our favourite food stall. I kind know it's cool to have favourites. Yeah, oh. It is. If you've heard our podcast with the wonderful Katie Sanderson, you will have heard us waxing lyrical about White Mouse and talking about it as if it was crap. Basically is crap. I mean, like, we, we refer to it, we've never had crack. No, I haven't. I, as if I have. <laughs> I have never touched crack. I wouldn't. Would I? Do I look like look a sort of guy? I don't oh, look like I do. Oh, excuse me. I've got, like, a guilty face. I actually have got a guilty face. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway, so White Mouse, who the uh, peanut Ryu has been, I think, for both of us, with busy lives who are foodie people and don't want to sacrifice flavour and don't want to sacrifice quality of the food, like an absolute revelation. It's like, you know, if you had when ketchup came along for the first time. That's it. It's the modern day foodie ketchup. It is, basically. So like, at home, I will have um, whatever, like soup left over from the shop. And I'll just like, from the deli, I don't want to throw it out, bring it home, whatever, courgette cauliflower creamy, spicy soup. And I'm like, a little bit bored of it, because I probably had a couple already that day. I'm like, I want to spice it up, which will make it interesting. I'm like, bing, peanut ryu. Like, it's that easy. You don't really have to do anything else. You heat up soup and you put it on. You have some leaves. You dice a cucumber. You put a tin of tuna there. You poach an egg if you want to be fancy. And you put ryu on. You want to make your Irish breakfast a bit fancy. You have your eggs. You have your bacon. You have your sausage. You have your peanut ryu. You on. Yeah, it's like it's becoming... I think you get it. I think you're with us at this stage. Pancakes... Uh, just basically everything. Cheese and ham so, toasties, mm. avocado. Oh, av- avocado, actually oh, beautiful avocado. Even, even like rice, stir fries, Yum. strips of beef. Yum. Like green beans. Green beans. Oh, yeah. Fried up. And it's, what is amazing, it's got this lovely mixture. So it's like, it's texturally interesting and it's flavorally interesting. So when you have something, like for me, food is 50, maybe 60% about texture. Flavor is a big part of it. But actually, like having a variety of things is what keeps you eating food. Like rather, like if you want to give somebody an appetite, you want to give them crunch mm-hmm. and you want to give them salt. Yeah. So if you're, well, maybe not your gram, but somebody else who's been sick and you want to get an appetite back, give them something interesting. Mm-hmm. Bit of ryu on top. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. So the magic is. So it's, it's basically what is it? Sesame seeds, chili, garlic, chili, garlic, jasper. Oil. Great. Here we go. And we got here we go. right here. Just Hello. Those questions. Here we have. In the nick of time. <laughs> what is in it, Jasper? Uh, so it is a mix of toasted peanuts, toasted sesame, crispy fried garlic, chili, tamari, sunflower oil, and a little bit of honey and mm. Korean red pepper. Oh my god, delicious! Can That's we grab awesome. a little jar to show Perfect. the beautiful branding as well? So you guys there have, you let's hold it up here. So that's Erin McClure, who's a very stylish little branding person. She did that for uh, No, that's actually Trevor Finnegan oh from God. Reverb sorry, Design. Who did Trevor. that one. Oh, yeah. dear. And Trevor, who also did this beautiful illustration. Oh, cool. Can we'll we see that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we can, we can see it. Sorry about that. Okay, great. Nice to see yeah. you. Um, so we've just been telling people basically like, that it's the ultimate way to give somebody back an appetite when they haven't been eating. Yes. To, get somebody to have like the most boring leftovers from the fridge back in a sort of a put it, put the excitement back into it it's like what I was saying was like basically it's like imagine the 1940s and somebody just hands you your first bottle of ketchup it's the go, modern day it's, ketchup it's just like that yeah it's, it's full of umami salt sugar well yeah. it's not actually sugar but it's honey yeah. salty flavours and everything's roasted so it's really savoury so and, and you like, guys have just got a, a new couple of new things as well right yeah the newest product we launched it here at the flea market is the cashew miso crunch mm. so that's like cashew sesame sweet salty savoury but just no chilli in that one yeah so it's, um, a little, yeah. it's a little bit sweeter it's a little like it's not quite as like 
hit on the palate. Absolutely, yeah. I think the maple syrup is probably what kind of so brings, yeah, okay. that's like a particular sort of sweetness. And yeah. kimchi? Yeah. Kimchi as well, yeah, uh, but that's just at the market. We're not going to be doing that in the shops. <laughs> you can see my face go, what? Yeah. I can have your kimchi, what? Yeah. So we have kimchi okay. and we had a chili and ginger pickle as well, but mm. that is it. Yeah. Okay. But we sold out of, that's all we have left for today. Anyway. That's so amazing. We're here to go. Tell us Ryu. What is Ryu? Like, where does it bloody come Ryu is a sesame and chili oil that you get all over, like, Japan, China, Korea. Okay. And then Tiberu Ryu is a sesame chili oil with extra bits, like crispy onions or tofu mm-hmm. or peanuts or whatever. So this is kind of a take on that. Okay. Uh, with loads of extra stuff added, like tamari, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just spicy. It's also sweet and salty and... It's everything it's that you want in a jar, basically. Is it funny yeah. how, like, when, just when you think you know world food to a degree and you think like you're a little bit of an egotistical dick about like oh yeah I mean, I've seen you know I've seen some food things yeah. and then something comes along and like half of the world's population have been using this for hundreds of years yeah like, yeah yeah what is Ryu yeah, like an yeah. absolute dope like I didn't even know it existed no no how, nor how, did I how, who how, where tell us uh, when we were working in Bumbley Cafe yeah. uh, Katie Sanderson and some other people working there like Ashling and myself and a few of the other chefs yeah. Uh, we're just playing around with recipes basically okay. somebody brought in the guts of a really of a interesting rice. looking recipe okay. wow. and then people started messing around with it and then you know there was. yeah that was kind of the origin of it okay. and then Katie's really kind of made it into something really That's refined the recipe oh, yeah. um, and then she had the kind of you know the Gumption. yeah basically and the industry to say you know I'm just Let's gonna stick it. it in a jar and sell it out the back of my van and there yeah. we go. So if you want to make someone happy this Christmas, if you want to make someone's Christmas extra special, yeah. buy some Ryan from these guys. If they want to find you, you're here next weekend at Dublin Christmas yeah, Street. Yeah, uh, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, if they can't make it, sadly, to the Christmas tree, where can they get it from? There, well, the Ryu, only for the moment, is available in a bunch of shops around Ireland. Almost 100 stores now, one of which, one of our best retailers and best uh, supporters is the um, And so, yeah, all of, the, all of the shops are on the website. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What is the website, Jasper? Uh, Whitemousey.com. Whitemousey. No mess. for a second. Uh, Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Thank you, Jasper, so much. We'll let you get back to your busy stool. Okay, guys. So, if you want to find it, you heard it. Come here to Dublin Flea or head to Finn's shop or go online to whitemouse.com. So, that is kind of our roundup for today. You've got some of our favourite bits from the Dublin Christmas Flea. Some of our favourite things in the world, really, when it comes to food, which is very sad because we're all very local. But there you are. I mean, like, you don't have to travel far. Absolutely. I know it's far. But there's this thought that, like, far-flung things are all, like, the goji berry is going to be better than the black currants. Like, you know, it's not always the way. It's local. It's sustainable. It's ethically sourced. You heard it here first. And they're not just glib phrases. No. from our mouths. They're real things because real real people people. matter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Signing off. Signing off. See you later. Cheers, Thanks guys. for listening. Thanks for Bye. Hello. Again. Hello. Welcome back to Wandering Into Wellness. We're here at the Dublin Christmas Flea and we're with Win. Will from Bally Shane with Design. So these guys have the most beautiful handmade wooden chopping boards and we really wanted to feature them on our favourite Christmas gift list. Because we're both big fans of wooden chopping boards. Ooh. Like there's so many reasons why. Because we're like 
golly. I mean, like they, they don't hold bacteria like classic ones nope. do. Nope. They give you a lovely texture. They age beautifully. They and look so beautiful <coughs> in your kitchen. Yeah. And they're so unique. Like that's what's great about these ones. They're not even just regular rectangle no. things. And, and the great thing about our beaches, it's completely sustainable uh, uh, and traceable. So unless our timber is dead, dying, and falling over, we won't use it. So, uh, yeah, and we use beech, which would have been a traditional wood for utilitarian objects because it actually holds a hygienic property in its structure. Okay. So that's why it would have been used in butcher shops and stuff like that. So that's why we use it. Oh, right. And, and there's such different patterns between each of the woods yeah. that you're, you get such uniqueness in each board that none of them are the same. So it's, that's why we use it, yeah. And is that so, like, a lot of the cockpit spalted beech? Yeah, so... So this piece that I'm holding here is what you would call a piece of uh, flame beach. So you can see the flame pattern here. That That is caused by the lime content in the soil and it can get real dramatic. And then pieces like this one here are, are what you would say are called spalting. So spalting occurs when the tree is lying on the ground for a minimum of two years and a maximum of about four to five years. And you get these beautiful spalt patterns any more than that and the, the earth is effect effectively just taking it back into the earth okay. and it disintegrates. So tell us what, like, how it came about, why did you start doing this, like, what, do, you, or do you live on like acres of land or just no, I trees wish. falling around the <laughs> <or laughs> earth? So the very short way of saying it is my dad had always been interested in woodworking and woodturning mm -hmm. and about a month after he passed away I found a woodturning magazine and I bought my first lathe no way. and that was 17 years ago wow. and I've been doing woodturning since and then the chopping boards came about uh, because both myself and Cheryl got our house in Ballyshane and she was looking for, for utilitarian objects and we start making these and hey presto we're here. And where can people find you if they're looking So for we have our own website which is uh, ballyshane.com and if you're in Dublin it, we have all the Kilkenny shops, we're oh, in cool. Arnett's, oh, wow. um, so we have about 44 shops uh, nationwide wow. and we have some shops in the UK and in America as well. So if you go onto our website ballyshane.com it'll show you all the suppliers that we have. Really Are you on cool. Instagram as well? We're on Instagram at uh, and then we're on Facebook as Ballyshane as well. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's a great way. It's really important. Sorry, go on. Tell us what sort of prices we're looking oh, yeah. at. So, yeah, but that was the key thing. I wanted to make something that was affordable, but yet uh, luxury. Uh, so our prices start from 20 euro all the way up to the most expensive piece is 70 euro. Wow, that's really reasonable. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the biggest board. So the most, yeah, the most popular board we sell would be uh, 25 to 45. Right. Do you ha is there any specific care that should go into it? Yeah, so the big thing was we spent a whole entire year trying to figure out what we would do at home if we didn't go into a hardware to buy the oil that was suggested to people. So what we actually recommend to people at home is coconut oil or rapeseed oil. Okay, um, the, the idea behind it is wood needs some sort of nourishment and people won't go buy the, the Danish oils or whatever, so any oil is better than nothing. So, and um, we have tried the coconut oil and it works really, really, really well. And what do they do? They rub it on? They yeah, so you can wash it. The way you wash it is you put it in a sink, you can scrub it and do whatever you want. Um, take it out, dry it immediately, and then when it dries, just get some coconut oil, rub it into it, leave it on for about 10 minutes, and then wipe off the excess. And that's it. Cool. And what does it do? Like it holds moisture inside the cells, the wood stops a cracking, or what does it do? Yeah, so 
wood, wood when it's not uh, when it's not oil, when it's, once it's washed, it starts to dry. Okay. So it just kind of nourishes the timber. Okay. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't seal it because you, uh, we don't want the wood to be sealed. We want it to be able to breathe because yeah. it's natural. Okay. So what it does, it just puts it puts a sheen back on it and it kind of puts a protective layer for for penetration of moisture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's basically the reason why we do that. Cool. And the coconut oil is food safe. It's something that's easily in the house. It's easily accessible. So. It's it's good for the board. It's good for you. So yeah. why not? Like, do you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Use it on your board. Yeah. Use it for massage. Use it for massage.
so yeah, so the nice thing is like there's, there's always preconceptions about you know living ethically it's going to be more expensive. Yes, you probably do have to spend more on the individual. Item. In this case, you don't. It's cheaper than all high fashion items. That's for sure. But it lasts for long. You treat it well. It's, it's part of this kind of cyclical idea about like what we give back to the earth, what the earth gives to us, and what we're willing to pay for. Every time we, we, we buy something like this, we're making a vote. We're actually casting a vote as a consumer. Tomorrow, our most powerful voice is actually to vote with our money as a consumer for what we want the world to look like. And this is one great way to do it. And what they do here is they have a tree for a tea. So every time you buy a t-shirt, they plant a tree. So that's a really nice way to actually have that visceral connection to the environment. Of not only are you looking after the environment, you're looking after your skin, you're not putting those chemicals in, but you're repopulating our, our planet. It sounds like just a happy idea. You've been saying not to. Yeah. So if you want to buy these guys, they grow. We will link to them. They're at the Dublin Flea this weekend, um, the Dublin Christmas week. You can find them in those Irish um, places pop-up places like the flea markets and events like the said we saw the little vitality um, but also you can find them on their website and you can read all about their whole lovely story great thanks for watching so again. bye grown for christmas see you later guys bye so welcome back finn and lydia here Hello. from wandering into wellness um i thought it would be interesting since we were talking about protein powder and how that supports our muscles and helps us in our exercise and that i would challenge finn to a wall squat okay what wall, wall squat off. off so let's hope the wall squat off works because we have we got another new zest today we have we've had a new zest so it's I like it's like new zest in this morning. modern day ready wreck it is fuel for the muscles and you guys can go to newzest.co.uk and you can use the code wellness15 which is our coupon code a very special little coupon code so you get 15 percent discount of all new zest products which we are big fans of we don't really support uh any other kind of companies in this sort of way. We're not supported by any of the companies in this way, but we're really, really keen on News Us and We're just like nerdy big fans, really, aren't we? We're big nerdy big fans. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. Yeah. We're going to spread the News Us word. So we are going to do a wall spot off and see who lasts the longest. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I've already talked two classes today and just done a big, massive exercise cycle this morning. Workout. At like, I know it was did like, a workout like seven million hours ago. But anyway, and cycled twice today. It's a today. fair contest. It's <laughs> a fair contest. Let's go. So if I fail, I'm like doubly failing. This hurts. Yeah. Okay, so okay. we're going to so set the clock here. against the wall. Well, I mean, everyone will just see who fails. Really, <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Excuse my language. Backs oh, back against the wall. Slide okay. down. So your bum needs to be parallel to your knees. There okay, we there nice. we go. So Finn, yeah. whilst we're in this wall squat, oh I God. think I would challenge you to finding some interesting things to say about the letters of Newzest. So tell us some facts about Newzest, beginning with N. N is for? N is for, hmm, N is for not the protein you'd imagined. Whey protein is the obvious one, but uh, this one is a European golden pea. U. U is for ugly, not us. We are all, <laughs> we're based on the beauty of... Uh, of vegan protein and ugly is is animal uh, agriculture that's intensive and types of rearing and this is not an ugly product this, this is, is a really product that is like right? clean inside and out. Uh, Z. Z's an evil one, eh? Uh, Z is for mm, all the zeal you can muster out of a day. Newzest has got like a squillion health ambassadors, top tennis players, top rugby players. Oh, Finn slipping. Um, <laughs> uh, he's got, they've got like all the New Zealand rugby team on it, like Mananu and all these sorts of amazing guys, and that is because it makes you perform. It's not because they're paid by it. They literally don't get paid anything by news us. No, that's super cool, isn't it? Mm. E. E is for goddamn ethics. Ethics. Ethics oh in a God. company. So um, when news us approached Dr. Robert Kirk of the Lions for Natural Health, 
uh, three years ago to produce a, 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 a multivitamin, he said, no, because you'll make me compromise on my ethics, you'll make me compromise on my standards. Mm -hmm. And so they said, uh, okay, well, what if we don't make you compromise? He said, like, okay, well, give it a shot. And so he gave it one shot, and they have a product called Good Green Stuff, which is what Robert Kirk says is the ultimate in terms of nutritional everyday needs for 99% of, of all the audience. Go on. This is e S. S. S is for sweating. Uh, if you're a fan of sweating, then use this helps your muscles recover big time. So you've got leucine, arginine, valine, isoleucine, all the ones that are really key amino acids for growth hormone. T. T is for teetering on the brink of failure. <laughs> But yet, luckily, we took our news lessons and we're just about... We're just going to make it through. Yay! Yay, we Let's see. Oh, Like, we haven't, we haven't failed yet. No. How much longer do you reckon you've got? I'm kind of, I'm reaching, we're shaking. I'm reaching, shaking as well. I'm yeah. like, where is it hurting most? Uh, quads. Yeah, but where are the quads? The front of them? The uh, middle of them? Yeah, did it. Oh, burning more than shaking, though. So bad. Oh. Um, so, we've probably finished. Okay. <laughs> One of us so has to fail. Remember our, our code. Holy oh. moly. Remember our code. Wellness 15. Wellness 15. Use our code at UK. Go! Best of luck! Ah! <laughs> I win! Yay! <laughs>